Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on Voice America, America's Voice. We're in our almost 20th year here on Voice America, and, you know, the theme of this program is always positive. It's always about how do you make the best of your life at any time, and we have such a great, fabulous guest to kick off the beginning of the year. My guest is Brent Gleason, and his brand new book is Embrace the Suck, and he is the, it's called The Navy Seal Way to an Extraordinary Life. And he just told me he was on the Today Show this morning. So if you are listening live, you can go to the Today Show and see if you can find the segment. <laughs> welcome back, Brent. I mean, welcome. Oh, to thank, the show. thank you so yeah. much. Happy New Year. It's, uh, it's an honor to be on the show. Thank you. Well, I'm going to ask you the question I asked you off air because I, I, I really think um, so many of us, and I'm included here, are kind of you know, mystified and awestruck at what we read about Navy SEALs. You know, it, it's Herculean efforts. I mean, amazing physical things that you go through. Um, I'd kind of compare you to an astronaut in a way, except you're on land or in the water. So um, mist- demystify that for us or tell us what it's really like and how hard is it really before we even get into <laughs> the attitude. Go ahead. Sure. It's, it's funny you mentioned astronaut. I, I do have a former teammate who not only was a SEAL and went to Harvard, but he's now an astronaut, actually. Oh, my. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. He's one, of the, he's one of those higher achievers than uh, some of us. Boy. But it, huh. it's, it's easy to articulate this in a bit of a backstory. I, I grew up in Dallas. I did my undergraduate college education at Southern Methodist University, degrees in finance and economics. And so I took a job as a financial analyst um, uh, after graduating from college, and then I had a close friend uh, who was a year behind me in school who actually was one of these young men who had a lifelong dream and vision of one day graduating, joining the Navy, and at least at least attempting to be accepted into the notorious SEAL training pipeline. Mm. And so he and I started training together. So for me, it was just a way to stay fit and help a friend prepare for his arduous journey. But in the immense amount of time we were spending together on nights and weekends. Uh, I became fascinated by uh, the implication of what he was trying to accomplish and started reading books about the history of the Naval Special Warfare community. Uh, our forefathers in the underwater dimly worked mm. to how we cut our teeth as an assault force in Vietnam. And the, the culture, uh, the high-performance mindset, the grit, the mental fortitude, yeah. and the ability to, the ability to design a team and the behaviors and actions necessary to achieve uh, extremely high results uh, is what uh, really piqued my interest. And <laughs> long story short, mm-hmm. that growing fascination coupled with the somewhat boring nature of my entry-level financial analyst position led me to the decision to leave the pivot tables and spreadsheets behind, and I joined him on his journey. And so, mm-hmm. you know, people always ask, well, is, is still training, is it more physical, is it more mental? And I now mentor young uh, young people into and through the program. And we've actually invested millions of dollars and years of research trying to identify the, the mental, physical, cognitive, yeah. and emotional attributes of students more likely to make it because, well, we need more SEALs. <laughs> but it's the mm-hmm. most challenging special operations uh, and selection program. And what it really comes down to is not the narrative a lot of people would think, to your point of, you know, extreme athleticism and intellectual right. capability, which, right. you know, those are important, but it actually comes down more to passion and grit mm-hmm. and uh, a deep emotional mm-hmm. connection to serve yeah. as a field. Yeah. But, but Brent, isn't that everything? I mean, if you talk to any successful person in whatever exactly. field, wouldn't they say the same thing? It's passion and it's grit and it's resilience. 100%. I mean, if you think of, uh, you know, anybody within a company, an organization who run a business or had employees or been an employee, it's the people who excel uh, in any area of their life, personally and professionally, we've done so uh, by having that emotional connection and that deep passion because the passion and emotion is what drives you through the most arduous times. 
Yeah, amazing. Let's speak about that. Let's talk about because in your book, you t- and and first let me read a little bit about you. Um, Brent Gleason was a member of the SEAL Team Five, some of the first SEALs deployed to Iraq in early 2003. He completed combat deployments in Iraq. Africa, and other theaters of war. After returning to civilian life, Brent earned an MBA and has built an award-winning multi-million dollar organization, repeatedly landed on the Inc. 500 list of the fastest growing private companies. He's the author of Talking of Taking Point and has starred in several reality shows, including Mark Burnett's Earns, uh, Stars Earn Stripes. Wow. And the website is Taking Point, T-A-K, takingpointleadership.com takingpointleadership.com wow so you've just continued the journey extraordinary so Brent talk (laughs) about really um, it's amazing talk about pain as a pathway because you were talking about you know the struggle and what it takes and how you can use pain as a pathway because we don't like pain we don't like pain we take pain meds we don't we don't have to have painful conversations we run away we smile you know we make up stories (laughs) we don't want pain so how do you use it as a pathway yeah, so the, you're, you know, for the listeners, obviously you're talking about chapter one. The title is Pain of the Pathway. And, you know, to approach this with, with empathy, of course, we're not trying to discount uh, the severe pain and suffering that people inevitably go through, the, the, the challenges that we've all faced in, in 2020 and will continue to face uh, beyond into this year. But essentially it's about uh, being more intentional in the fine art of expanding our comfort zones. And, leaning in a little bit more to pain and suffering. In, in Western mm-hmm. cultures, to your point, we, we avoid pain, suffering, and adversity at all costs and seek pleasure whenever we can, whereas historically in Eastern cultures, for example, they see pain and adversity as not just an inevitable part of life, but as a critical core component to uh, continuing down the meandering path of enlightenment, insight, and wisdom. So what I wanted to try to capture uh, in that uh, uh, chapter essentially is nicely tied up in that Sun Tzu uh, quote uh, at the beginning of the chapter that, you know, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. So it really uh, has to do with how we look at pain and suffering, changing the narrative in our mind about adversity, and finding ways to uh, seek opportunity uh, amidst the chaos. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that leads to the next next chapter which is enhancing mental fortitude so that's part of that right is enhancing that mental fortitude so we can use that pain as a pathway to move ahead yeah absolutely and the question always arises well is mental fortitude great and resilience is that something we inevitably have do more do some people have more resilience in their in their bank account than others you know how do we make more deposits and withdrawals but resilience essentially and this is not just my opinion but research-based is is like any muscle with Incremental decisions, you know, with uh, with intentional practice, we can expand our mental fortitude and continue to slowly bounce back from adversity, not just more quickly, but stronger than we were before. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of that, you know, how much is nature and nurture, how much is environment and how much is genes? If you look at your life in particular, how much of this do you think is in your genes? You just have strong genes and, and you know, maybe a propensity to success or how much did you just kind of learn it and, and grow it, as you said, like a muscle? It's a good question. And this actually poses a, a challenge for psychologist, which I am not one <laughs> by any means, but uh, it, it, one good example is the, the difference between the life uh, that, you know, that David Goggins, my former teammate uh, and friend, uh, wrote the forward. Uh, many of your listeners will know who he is. He's got a, a large following, a retired SEAL and a world-renowned extreme athlete, uh, ultra-marathon runner and, and whatnot. And he had a very arduous, uh, painful upbringing of childhood uh, and uh, obesity and racism and uh, a very abusive household, learning disabilities, etc. And so his you know, fire, so to speak, uh, of resilience was born from that, whereas I grew up very differently, uh, just to be completely transparent. I grew up in a 
upper middle class family in Dallas and went to private school my whole life. And, uh, but I do think that I'm saying that as an example because I think that it shows that resilience can be forged in many different ways regardless of your history, your upbringing, or the experiences that you had. And a lot of it can be very intentional. It can be a choice. I use the term in the book, purposeful suffering, engaging in the things that make us very uncomfortable, getting comfortable being uncomfortable, and being very intentional in how we uh, develop grit in our personal and professional lives. So I think it, it can be forged, obviously, from adverse situations, uh, uh, depending upon how we react to those situations. But we can also intentionally uh, develop our mental fortitude. A lot of people, uh, if you look at the backgrounds of a lot of famous people, a lot of people had rough, you know, rough lives in the beginning and rough starts. But it doesn't have to be that way is what you're saying. It can come from, you know, right. any background. It's, it goes back to what you said before, which is the passion and the grit and really the drive. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, if you look at going back to the example of uh, a SEAL training class, we run six classes a year every couple of months, uh, you know, for easy math, it might start with 200 students. You'll still only graduate about 20 to 30 of those students. So it's wow. an extremely high attrition rate. But if you were to try to hand select uh, on day one uh, the students that would be standing tall at graduation, you might get a couple right just based on luck. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, really? you, would, you would never be able to uh, identify the students who actually have the grit, passion, and mental fortitude to see it all the way through. That's fascinating. Um, it, so it's, a, it's an interesting social experiment because, it, to your point, it, it really identifies that um, resilience can come from yeah. deep within, regardless of your background, yeah. your culture, ethnicity, yeah. gender. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty interesting. Fascinating. Oh, love this. Fascinating. All right. We're going to take a break. My guest is Brent Gleason. He's the author of the new book, Embrace the Suck, the Navy SEAL way to an extraordinary life. And he was a member of the SEAL Team 5. He now is the author of another author of Talking Point. He starred in several reality shows, including Mark Burnett's Stripes Earn, uh, Stars Earn Stripes. And he also has built an award-winning multi-million dollar organization, or many of them, and is uh, on the fastest growing private companies list of Inc. 500. So there you go. Uh, we're going to come back and talk more to Brent Gleason about what about removing temptation and building self-discipline? How do you do that? And how do you learn to fail successfully? You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Do you want to hear a show about football? How about football moms? What if we told you that was just a start? Tune in for Double Down with Garrett and Mack. Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack are moms to some well-known NFL players. Sure, they'll talk football and raising their kids to achieve greatness, but they'll also talk about community and world issues, motherhood, news, and lifestyle topics. Listen in every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back, and I'm Patricia Raskin, and we have with us an extraordinary person today. They all are, but this is very special, particularly for the new year. My guest is Brent Gleason, and his book is Embrace the Suck, the Navy Seal Way to an Extraordinary Life. Brent Gleason is a highly sought-after business consultant, serial entrepreneur, and a decorated Navy SEAL. And this book, Embrace the Suck, empowers you to expand your comfort zones in order to live a more fulfilling and purpose-driven life. He does this through storytelling, behavioral science research, and plenty of self-deprecating humor. And he really talks about how we can remove temptation and build discipline, fail successfully, and execute. Welcome back, Brent. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. All right, so let's talk about that one. Removing temptation and building self-discipline. Well, how do you do that? <laughs> I know, it doesn't sound very fun, does it? <laughs> no. Um, one of the things I wanted to touch on, and this kind of stemmed from some of my research, but also some of my experience in transitioning from the world of corporate America into just simply the, the, my own personal training to try out for the SEAL program and temptation is something, obviously, that's been researched for since the beginning of time. And it, uh, it really comes down to uh, reassessing your values and aligning your values and behaviors and rituals mm. with making better decisions that are aligned with the goals you're trying to achieve and what we want to accomplish in this short life and placing better constraints uh, on ourselves. You know, when I made the, uh, the transition from... Uh, from uh, corporate America to, you know, to try out for the SEAL program, I had to really uh, reinvent myself at the, the beginning of the journey of personal transformation. And I, I had to find ways to really transform my professional life, personal life, uh, you know, work habits, life habits, uh, dietary habits, workout regimen, essentially everything in order to design uh, an environment where I could focus solely on uh, achieving that specific goal. So, uh, you know, I share a model in the book called Taming Temptation Tiger, and it's really about uh, learning how to uh, plan better, be more concise in the actions you're going to take to achieve specific goals, and really define the behaviors you expect of yourself and of others and the things you're absolutely not willing to uh, engage in in order to uh, live the life that you want. Yeah, what happens when you succumb to temptation, no matter what it is, food, people, whatever behavior, whatever the behavior is, um, how do you pull out of that, Brett? What would you, because I'm sure it's happened to Navy SEALs as well, the temptation's in there and maybe you slip. Temptation is inevitable and succumbing to that temptation is is inevitable. So one of the things I talk about in the model is, is obviously Planning for the, you know, planning for the worst, hoping for the best, uh, maintaining discipline or improving your discipline and personal accountability, but also uh, having a plan for rapid course correction uh, when things fall short. And you can do that through really simple things like having an accountability partner uh, mm. and someone who you've told your yeah. specific goals to and you've said, look, I want extreme transparency. <laughs> I'm trying to engage in extreme ownership and uh, I will be uh, updating you and I will... Uh, commit to being open with you, accountability partner, uh, when I fall short. And, and so that alone places a, uh, a positive constraint on uh, yeah. your, and almost what I call like, you know, uh, positive peer pressure in a way yeah. uh, that will keep yeah. you, keep you in track. And if you, you know, if you fall short, like we all do, uh, it gives you uh, a resource for yeah. correcting more quickly. It's interesting because I just presented a webinar on New Year's resolutions, and we just talked about that as having an accountability partner, that that's really important. That will help keep you on track. Yeah. Yeah. So is that part of learning how to fail successfully? I mean, the accountability partner is part of that, but talk more about learning how to fail successfully. Well, in life, you're either you're – either Winning or you're learning. If you think of it that way, then you can you can find success. But when it comes to 
this failure, failure is uh, the, 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 you know, the mother of all success. You know, we, we tend to avoid failure and, and try to think of it as something that is not part of success, but it's critically important for the learning journey uh, and personal and professional development. So, so failing successfully is really about taking stock of your current situation, being open with yourself and with others about where you've fallen short, having extreme ownership and accountability when it comes to uh, applying those lessons learned to being in a constant state of improvement. Then you're not really mm-hmm. failing. You can have micro failures and setbacks, but otherwise you're growing. So important. Yeah. What, um, oh, you're also, you are now a serial entrepreneur, which is, you know, talk about being able to roll with the punches, right? Because there's not, and particularly going during COVID. I think I'd like you to chat about that a little bit, particularly where we've just come through a year that has been really hard for a lot of people in terms of change and social isolation and people losing jobs. And how has it affected your company and how have you pivoted? How have you applied these principles to last year with COVID? Sure. And it's interesting. And, and I know you know this all too well, you know, being in the, the space that we're in and you know, my company is a leadership and organizational development consulting firm. So not only have we had to pivot, <laughs> but all of our clients have had to find innovation and creative ways to recapitalize the business and find ways not to furlough employees and uh, generate new revenue streams or, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. But, um, you know, full transparency for, for us, I mean, being a consulting firm, we're a large portion of our revenue stream. And one of our core business development strategies is live speaking engagements all over the world. <laughs> you can imagine when, when come March, when those, when that revenue stream went to zero uh, overnight, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not, you know, we're not, uh, um, we're in this with with everyone else. So we had to very, very quickly apply some of those resilience principles to our own organizations, uh, force digital innovation, digital transformation, um, uh, adapt to new technology. And it was very uncomfortable for us. It's something actually mm-hmm. that we have been, working on, but we, we have been so busy that we hadn't been really going down that path. But like mm-hmm. a lot of our clients, a lot of transformation, which is what my first book was all about, Taking Points, it's about leading through change. It's about organizational change and, and leading transformation. Organizations, um, the ones who are continuing to thrive and will come out of the stronger, have gone through transformation initiatives in a couple weeks that normally would take two years. It's Mm -hmm. actually pretty fascinating. You'll see a lot of amazing case studies coming out of this, but unfortunately on the flip side, you're you're seeing the opposite where organizations just don't have uh, the capital, the resources, uh, the cash, uh, or the people necessarily, or an investor base where they can sustain long enough to make that change. Um, And and that's, you know, I'll use the term that sucks, but you know what I, you know what I always say, and we, as you can imagine, as a consulting firm, a lot of what we've been doing over the past nine months with even large brands like Google and Facebook and Salesforce and the NFL, mm-hmm. we've been we've been teaching you know the tactical principles of leading and managing remote teams, work from home best practices, yeah. digital yeah. transformation initiatives, you know all the things that we all yeah. have to go through, and we're learning as we go as well. But having yeah. the opportunity and blessing to teach others. Uh, has been good, but it, you know it uh, it requires a lot of resilience from not just leaders and managers, but from everybody on the team. Yeah, and the technology. You know, I mean, it, thank goodness we have technology, right? We didn't have that 25 years yeah. ago. It's relatively new, so right. we're fortunate because otherwise, you know, I mean, and and you know, I do a lot of webinars, corporate webinars, and I find that they're they're effective. Yes, it's not exactly the same as being there live, but there's still, you know, you're still able to reach people and see them and talk to them and get their comments. So it it it, it can work. I mean, I've seen it work. 100%. It, it, to that point, it it was uncomfortable for us at first. We you know, we did webinars and a lot of the training and strategic planning things we do with our clients who are scattered all over have been virtual, but doing 95% of it virtual, uh, yes. you know, has yes. been a, a bit yes. of a change, but it, it does work. And now people, now that people are used to it, both on our side and on the client partner side, it's, uh, it actually, if you look at the silver lining, not to sound cliche, there's a lot of innovation, a lot of scalability and sustainability. 
that come out of this, a lot of cost savings rather than flying Absolutely. people all over the world. And time. <laughs> and and time savings. Positive things are yeah, yep. exactly. And, you know, the time, when you think about, you know, the time driving or flying, you know, to all of these places, I mean, although it's totally. exciting, you know, it, it's, you, you can be more efficient, I think. So, well, I think on, yeah. the, on the other side of that coin, I think a lot of us are finding ourselves actually working more <laughs> yeah. than we yeah. were before because yeah. we're easily strapping in at 7 a.m. and next thing you know, at 7 p.m., you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't have lunch. <laughs> I know. I know. There, there's a balance that we have to really look at. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break, but tell me, tell listeners how they can find your book. Absolutely. The book, uh, again, Embrace the Suck, the Navy Seal Way to an Extraordinary Life, with a great forward by David Goggins, available on all online re- retailers, the Amazons of the world, and uh, available on our website, of course, at takingpointleadership.com. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you again here in a second. All right. Thanks so much. I'm going to take a quick break. My guest uh, is Brent Gleason, again, author of Embrace the Suck, the Navy SEAL Way to an Extraordinary Life. And Brent Gleason is a highly sought-after business consultant, serial entrepreneur, and a decorated Navy SEAL. Stay tuned, folks. I'm Patricia Raskin. I'll be right back right after the break. Right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get ready to go inside the lives of some of the top recording artists the music industry has known. Join host Troy Bronstein every week as he becomes a prince among queens. Troy discusses the careers and past, present, and future projects from these artists. And if there's time on each show, you just might hear some performance gems as well. Listen for Prince Among Queens every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Well, hello, everyone, and we are back. I'm Patricia Raskin, and my guest is Brent Gleason. And he is the author of Embrace the Suck, the Navy SEAL Way to an Extraordinary Life. Brent Gleason was a member of SEAL Team 5, some of the first SEALs deployed in Iraq in early 2003. He completed combat deployments in Iraq, Africa, and other theaters of war. After returning to civilian life, Brent earned an MBA and has built an award-winning multi-million dollar organizations that repeatedly land 
on the Inc. 500 list of the fastest growing private companies. He's the author of Taking Point and has starred in several reality shows, including Mark Burnett's Stars Earn Stripes. You can go to takingpointleadership.com. Welcome back, Brent. Thank okay. you. All right. Let's, um, I want to read this, this part I really love. Um, one chapter is, you know, getting comfortable being uncomfortable. And the other one is, if you ain't failing, you ain't trying. You know, I, I want to talk about that because I think, you know, for those of us who are entrepreneurial or going for our dreams, we're, it isn't comfortable. It isn't because you don't know what tomorrow brings. It's not, you know, the steady salary, nine to five. No, I mean, even with that, you can get laid off. But I'm just saying that for people who take risks and entrepreneurs and, you know, or um, in, in that sense, it is um, you're always facing change and it really is never comfortable. I mean, I feel that. I mean, I make it comfortable, but I'm not sure what's going to happen tomorrow, even though I'm moving forward. Comment on that, please. Yeah, you know, it goes back to you know, the philosophy and, you know, how we think of the narrative around failure uh, in our lives. And when we stay tucked comfortably into our, in our comfort zone and we fear failure, uh, we fear risk-taking, then what we're actually accomplishing successfully is mediocrity. Uh, and I don't mean that to sound harsh. I mean that to be realistic. Uh, and, and going back to uh, actually the, the last chapter in the book is uh, basically kind of with, with thinking with the end in mind and starting today to manage the list of regrets that we don't want to have when this short life comes to an end. And by doing that, that requires taking some risk. You know, what do you not want to say, gosh, I wish I had done that, or man, I wish I had mm-hmm. said that to that person that I loved. I wish I had right. ended that relationship. I wish that I would have taken that job that other people told me I shouldn't have taken because it's too risky. All right. of that stuff. You know, if, I, if, if we, and I, I guarantee you, you can say the same thing time and time again. If you look back in your life, some of the things that led to some of the most extraordinary but challenging mm-hmm. and maybe painful experiences, but rewarding, were, were risky, and they were hard, mm. and it was an uphill climb, but it was fulfilling. And you, you look back, and you're like, I am so glad I did that, because it opened the door to so many new opportunities, and just personal growth in general. Yeah, I think that's true. I will say, though, it's, it's really painful when you go through it. You know, it's, yep. it is. It's not, it's just, and sometimes you say, how am I going to get through this? And, and, but if you keep, I mean, for me, it's, you just keep that vision and passion. You just keep it. You just, no matter what, you just keep it. And then somehow things turn around and sometimes in amazing ways that you didn't expect. Do you find that too? No, totally. And and the challenge of course, as you know, is maintaining that focus on the long-term vision. Resilience isn't about you know, the a grind towards short-term gains, but the long-term journey towards fulfilling an ultimate vision or goal or passion or pursuit. And we lose sight of that oftentimes because yeah. there's internal voices, external voices, obstacles, uh, things that are telling you, you know what, <laughs> this was a poor choice. Let's turn back around and uh, go back to our village of safety and comfortableness yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and the things that we know, you know, that we can rely on as opposed to venturing out onto the battlefield of life and taking action. And that's where the magical opportunities are. They're not tucked in our comfort zone. It's out there in yeah. that big, scary world. <laughs> and that's why a lot of people don't take them because it isn't comfortable and it isn't safe right. either. I mean, you certainly hedge your bets. You know, you, you be, you're you as safe as you can be. But if even, I mean, look, being a Navy SEAL, I mean, you know that's risky. I mean, that's life-threatening risky, right? You know that. And yet well, it's you just, say... It begins just risky as a career choice because it's got a 90... The training pipeline has a 90% failure rate. <laughs> so just, wow. Just going down that path in the first place wow. is risky because at minimum, you're looking at possibly delaying your other life for four or five years, uh, if you don't make it, doing something possibly you, you don't want to pursue uh, in the Navy. But then, of course, it takes on physical and emotional risks and, of course, the long-term visible and non-visible scars that you carry with you from being you know, a wartime special operator. 
Yeah. Now, here's something that's in your book that I really, really like. I want to read. In your chapter, Win More Through Discipline and Accountability, here's a quote from Navy SEAL Ethos. So it's your kind of the Navy SEAL um, philosophy. We demand discipline. We expect innovation. Yeah. Explain that. Discipline and accountability are you know, two core tenets and culture pillars of our organization. Uh, it's required from day one of training. It's required as part of the lifestyle as, as an operator and, you know, creating a culture of accountability, which I actually wrote a lot about that as it applies to the world of business and entrepreneurship uh, in my first book is uh, fundamental to achieving uh, better results as a team uh, and w- which creates an overlapping web of, of performance. But a team accountability and a culture of accountability begins with individual discipline. And, uh, and then, of course, even better than that is the, the innovation uh, part, which we require. It's absolutely required. And I'll, I'll explain this in a second because it'll, it'll kind of bring the listeners full circle. Uh, we didn't create the SEAL ethos, like you kind of alluded to, is, is basically our culture manifesto. It's our mission, vision, and value statement all wrapped up into a nice one-page um, uh, you know, manifesto. And the SEAL teams were created in 1962. We didn't create the SEAL ethos until 2005. <laughs> we had never yeah. documented what our values were, what our mission and vision were. Therefore, when, you know, after the attacks on 9-11 and we entered into now what has been two decades of war, we realized very quickly moving at the speed of war that we really needed to identify and document who we are as an organization. What do we believe in? What are our guiding principles, our supporting behaviors, our accountability yeah. mechanisms? What is yeah. our culture? And if we don't have that, how do we make decisions based on, A, who we want to bring into that organization? Mm-hmm. How do we develop people in that organization? And how do we behave in a manner in which we take actions to achieve our desired outcome? And so it was yeah. in 2005 we created the, the ethos and um, – and that's kind of been our guiding light uh, when it comes to what the culture of our organization means. Just like any high-performing mm-hmm. organization, mm-hmm. a winning sports team or a business organization yeah. or a special operations, you know, we have to have those values and principles in order to make right. better decisions. So speak to us about um, what I want to – amplifying that and meaning that you exemplify that through writing. So what I mean is affirmations, visualizations. I mean, we know that sports teams train this way. They visualize the outcome. But what are some things you might say to our listeners about how can they reach their goals by constantly affirming them, writing them, saying them, seeing them? Talk about that. Yeah, it's 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 really important when you think about, uh, and, and you kind of talked about this earlier, the people out there who we deem as successful. One, we also... Uh, think about we ignore kind of the path that <laughs> of riddled with the potmarks of micro failures on their on their journey yeah. towards what we yeah. perceive to be success, but also and research shows too that people who are uh, achieve more of the goals they set we'll put it that way uh, to define success so to speak uh, or more fulfilled or happier they've intentionally defined uh, whether that be on paper or Google Doc or an app or tattooed on their forearm, they've defined their values uh, very clearly, you know, four, five, six core values that they're going to live their life by. They base their relationships on those core values. They base how they parent uh, on those core values. They base their professional decisions on those core values. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's tough to stay to those all the time. And when we stray, obviously, we try to find ways to course correct and get back uh, on uh, the proper path like we talked about before. But uh, by better defining those values, we can create a framework from which we make better decisions. And therefore, we can also put better constraints on ourselves so that we can have those lane markers, so to speak. Now, within those lane markers, we can be creative, we can innovate, we can take risks. But we also have to define for ourselves what are we willing to do to achieve those goals. And more importantly, what are we absolutely not willing to do to sacrifice Mm -hmm. those values to achieve something we deem to be important? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very important what you just said, what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do, right? So, for, for example, yeah. I'm, I'm giving you just a crazy example here. So, I want to lose weight. I'm willing to go on a program. I'm not willing to starve, right? I mean, that's sort of the example of that. Right, right. Yeah, you're not willing to 
you know, we see this, I use this, the example in the book of, you know, um, let's take entrepreneurship, for example. You know, when, you know, we perceivably pursue all the goals that any daring entrepreneur might of building something great and generating revenue and profitability and shareholder value and creating jobs and whatever it might be. But when we start to make choices based on those goals that then, but those choices are outside of uh, our values, assuming we, right. you know, right. find those core values. Right. That's when you start to stray. When you partner exactly. with the wrong investors, exactly. you partner with the wrong clients and customers, you make right. decisions based on, Revenue, but not on <laughs> value. Values, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. the list goes on and on. But you know, I've seen it. I've, I've yeah. made these these yeah, mistakes yeah, myself. Yeah, I know. One hundred percent of the time, when we stray outside those lane markers. It never works out, and you're crawling back up out of a hole every time. Yeah, it's amazing. I just talked about that this morning in this workshop on on uh, on resolutions. I said your action has to match your value, and if your action, if your value, if you believe something and you're doing the opposite action. It's going to come back and bite you. So, Never works. Yeah, 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 pretty amazing. All right, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we'll talk um, more about this, this amazing book, which is Embrace the Suck, The Navy Seal Way to an Extraordinary Life by Brent Gleason. And he says in here, do something that sucks every day. So, and he also talks about choose wisely what you suffer for. So we'll talk about those right after the break. Again, my guest is Brent Gleason. He's a highly sought after business consultant, serial entrepreneur, and decorated Navy SEAL. I'm Patricia Raskin with the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Program right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we will be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Very sure has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation, Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every week for Making Action Happen, hosted by Sarah Blackhurst. The program takes you inside Action 22, a Colorado-based community outreach organization established in 1999. The show focuses on public policies, both politically driven or not, which have ongoing and immediate impact on the Colorado community and the world. It doesn't matter where you are, you can make action happen. Listen Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 1 p.m. Mountain Time on Voice America Variety. Join Chris Epting every week for the moment. Chris talks to some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet, including authors, artists, and athletes. And that's just the A-list. These celebrities and public figures have interesting stories that all showcase the moments that their lives took a certain dramatic turn, changing them forever and shaping them to be the person that they were meant to be. Listen for The Moment with Chris Epting, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. And my guest is Brent Gleason, and he's the author of Embrace the Suck, the Navy SEAL Way to an Extraordinary Life. And Brent is a highly sought-after business consultant, serial entrepreneur, and decorated Navy SEAL. Welcome back, Brent. All right. A couple things here. All right. I want you to explain these two chapters in the book. Do something that sucks every day. 
Really? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I know. Again, doesn't sound too fun, does it? Uh, the, the phrase, of course, I borrowed it from uh, my friend and former teammate, David Goggins, who wrote the forward. And essentially, it, it is what it sounds like. It's basically saying that in order to continually develop, be in a con- con- continuous state of improvement and achieve more of the goals we set, if you think about it, there's always going to be things that make us uncomfortable. There's always going to be things that make us cringe associated with achieving loftier goals or pursuing better relationships or developing ourselves personally and professionally. Always. Uh, you know, if we're easy, then everybody would, you know, <laughs> be wildly successful in everything we do. So there's always something that's going to suck, uh, whether that be uh, the things you don't like about your, your job or your career, but that are critical for advancement or right. your fitness goals or, or nurturing your marriage or being a better parent. There's always going to be things that are uncomfortable. And, um, and so that chapter really focuses on being intentional and practicing the things that stand in our way of, of, of personal and professional development, making a list of those things and then being intentional in the fine craft of practicing those things so that you can get comfortable being uncomfortable and you can expand your comfort zone in those areas. And the yeah. things that used to be uh, very uncomfortable, the, the challenges that seemed insurmountable can gradually become part of your everyday life and then you move the goalposts yeah. and you do it again. So true. And that leads into the next chapter, choose wisely what you suffer for. So explain that a little more. So when it comes to suffering, obviously, and again, this is, you know, we want to make sure we're sensitive to the, the suffering that many of us inevitably face in life, personally, professionally, you know, in relationships and illness, death, uh, you know, financial, whatever it might be. And of course, the challenges uh, most of us have faced for the past 10 or 11 months, um, there's inevitable suffering, you know, but as the phrase goes, you know, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional basically a Buddhist Mm -hmm. proverb around the the idea that, you know, we can choose how we deal with pain, how we channel pain and suffering into uh, seeking greater enlightenment or wisdom uh, or insight, uh, as opposed to getting stuck sort of in that bunker of normal human emotion and causal thinking of why me, why now, why this, as opposed to moving more quickly into action-oriented execution, taking stock of your current situation, Mm -hmm. regardless of how severe the pain or suffering or adversity might be, and identifying what's in your control, what's not in your control, and using that data and information to develop a plan to move forward, to grow, and to gain insight and perspective into either yeah. you know, how to avoid those situations in the future or make better decisions, uh, or just gain insight into uh, you know, life <laughs> in general. Mm. Well, and I think that brings me to the next point of having insight and being sensitive and being intuitive. You know, that's all part of emotional intelligence, having empathy, yeah. understanding. And many times we think of Navy SEALs as, you know, all brawn and not necessarily the sensitive, emotional. But talk about that. Is That isn't true, I imagine. It's not. It's actually interesting. I could use the term of fascinating social experiment because, you know, these days you can do all your research online, you can read the books, and you can watch the movies, and you kind of said that at the beginning of the show, but it doesn't really give you a deep insight into, uh, you know, who our people are in our community, where they come from, you know, how they grow uh, personally and professionally as a person, you know, the struggles that they uh, obviously deal with now more than ever, you know, 20 years of, of, of combat, but what we've seen, and this goes back to a lot of the research we've actually done, and identifying those cognitive, emotional, and physical attributes of students that are more likely to successfully navigate our training pipeline. You know, what we actually see is uh, those that do graduate and move on and find success within the ranks of naval special warfare actually score pretty high in emotional intelligence, in self-awareness, in uh, relationship management, in social awareness, in, um, uh, and quite frankly, just in uh, emotional maturity in general. It's not, it's not something that uh, seems evident uh, when you think of, you know, a hardcore special operator. <laughs> However, right. this kind of ties into everything we're talking about around resilience. Is yeah. Resilient people typically show greater levels of emotional intelligence and self-awareness, which yeah. gives them the tools and ability to understand their current reality, understand mm-hmm. their emotions in the moment, right. uh, have more emotional control, and therefore typically make better decisions and adapt more quickly. 
Absolutely. All right, we've got like two minutes left. So how would you like to close? What would you, What's the message you want to leave our listeners with about embrace the suck, the Navy SEAL way to an extraordinary life? Embrace the suck 2021. <laughs> I will close there. <laughs> uh, really kind of going back to the, the, how I close out the book. The final chapter is we're all going to die, so get off your ass and execute. And what that really means, I know it's a little gritty, but it's about kind of centered around the, you know, Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective yes. people. Yeah. Number two is, you know, begin with the end in mind. Think right. about what is that personal exit strategy? You know, what are your eulogy, uh, you know, philosophies? What, what would you want someone to say about you uh, when the short life concludes? Uh, what list of regrets do you want to manage intentionally now so that you can minimize uh, at least uh, that list of regrets when the short life ends? You know, when it comes to family, your relationships, your career, mm-hmm. giving back, altruism, uh, leaving the world a better place than you found it, things that are fulfilling not just to you but to others and those around mm-hmm. you, you know, yeah. what, is, what is that legacy that you want to design? Well, don't just wait for that to fall into your lap. You know, we have Create a lot it. of impact. More, right? Create yeah, it. We have a lot of impact yeah. on how that yeah. life unfolds. So yeah. start yeah. now. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brent. It was an honor and a pleasure to have you on the program today. It really was. Oh, that was it, it was my yeah. honor Thank- and my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Stay on the line for a second. All right. My guest yeah. was Brent Leeson, the Navy SEAL, the Navy SEAL way to an extraordinary life, and the title is Embrace the Suck. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. You can find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. You can like me there. If you want to get a copy of my newsletter, which I send out every month with these amazing guests, you can write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. And if you're thinking of starting your own podcast, contact me. Since I've interviewed thousands of people, I love to help others. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful new year and a wonderful week. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.